Connor and Tom from the Sunday Estate. Welcome to the, the 78M podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you both on the show. How's how's things? Good. Yeah, I think yeah, we're kind of uh, reveling in the, the single launch at the moment. We've got a gig next week as well, so it's kind of all uh, a bit exciting, I guess, at the moment. Yeah, sold out today, so that's a nice feeling. Um, yeah. yeah, feeling good. How, how are you, Sam? How are you? <laughs> I'm well, thank you, Tom. I'm well. It's uh, It's... I feel like I'm missing out on the the mug game because we, we said off air that you guys have your own personalized Sunday Estate mugs. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, is this going to be a an item we see on the, the merch desk at the next gig? You know, now that you mentioned it. It is a good idea. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. We're, we're all avid coffee drinkers um, day to day. So I think mugs are great. My, my yeah. partner just actually made me three mugs as well, just Sunday Estate it sounds really narcissistic now that you yeah. think of it like but um, i didn't know that many existed i thought it was just <laughs> yeah no there's a couple more yeah. around but they're limited edition pieces at the moment maybe we'll auction them off in a couple of years yeah this is a one of one for my mom touch the lips yeah. of Connor O'Reilly. yeah maybe i don't know who needs test presses when you can have test mugs that you can auction off and yeah, yeah. It's, exactly it's Love you can it. what are the people are doing at the moment the non-fungible tokens the we can do nfts that are it's like some weird crypto thing. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know. Does that, I don't have, anything actually with, does that have anything to do with coffee? No, no. Oh, okay. It's like music people that don't know. Okay. I don't know. I didn't do enough research and I just said something that's going to make me look like an idiot if I try to actually Sorry. explain it. There's a way you can edit that too. Sounds mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll insert a few buzzwords. I'll blockchain and crypto yeah. and then we're, we'll start trending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, before we th- kick things off, Tom, I want to get your opinion because I've been doing my research and I stumbled across Connor's Instagram. How's the band feeling about Connor's self-confessed nickname of part-time legend? Um, it's a constant source of, of pain. Because, <laughs> um, uh, well, I mean, part-time, I guess, does that make us part-time as well? Like, do we, are we not able to go full-time now that you're part-time? <laughs> I think... I think- the part time is because there's days when I can feel like a legend, and then there's days okay. where you just you just you're just not a legend. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. So far, that's so funny. You came across that. Like I've had that in my bio for ages. But oh yeah, he's, yeah. he's done his he's done his homework. Yeah, he's, he's read that Instagram. Oh, don't worry. Completely. I, <laughs> social no social media is off limits. Do not stress. But uh, well, Connor, I'll I'll let you rebut. But what does what does the role of full-time nectar enthusiast in t- like entail? Because I have no idea what it means. I mean, up here in Brisbane, we've got Milton Mangoes because we've got the Forex factory in Milton, and I take it nectar enthusiast isn't beer related. No, it's not. It's ma- it's literally mango nectar oh. enthusiast. Um, it's because that there's like that golden circle mango nectar like juice, and it's one of those things that like. If I have it in the house, it's gone within seconds. It's just too good to kind of, yeah. Mangoes are by by it like a long shot my favourite fruit. So I think that's where it comes from. Just a just a big fan of mango nectar. That's all it is. <laughs> Niche. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll get into the the deep and meaningful stuff now without getting too deep and meaningful. But uh, I want to. Uh, skip the floor play get straight into the nitty-gritty and and find out what's been spinning in your playlist as of late oh um it's a good question i've listened to a lot of george clanton 
the um that electronic artist. He's really cool. Big fan. Yeah, Tom Tom and Sven are like resident niche music uh like enthusiasts. So they like often come out with the stuff that no one else has heard. Whereas I'm gonna say something that for me, I think Phoebe Bridges has just been spinning in my playlist for like since 2020. Um so a lot less niche, but still good music, I think. Yeah. I think we've all been listening to a lot of Interpol as well. Yeah, Interpol, usually, and the National. Just a lot of sad music, yeah. actually, to be honest. I don't know why. I mean, they say sad people make the best musicians, so I think, awesome. you know, something in that. But, I mean, yeah, the National, you're not going to uh, sort of rile up any birthday excitement listening to them. No, that's for sure. no. <laughs> it's, it's not a give me the orcs, I'm going to play the National. Yeah. <laughs> if someone's doing that at a party, they yeah. probably should probably get like checked into a yeah. facility yeah. Are you okay? yeah. yeah is everything all good yeah <laughs> well for those who aren't aware of the sunday estate it's kind of like gang of youths meets the cure with a hint of catfish in the bottom and, and i am shit at comparing sounds to other bands so have i just gone against everything you were aiming for or have i somewhat hit the nail on the head the cure references yeah the cure reference is something we definitely um yeah, definitely agree with the Gang of Youths one too. Like, I think it's going to be quite hard for us to escape because we've we've signed to like a label, Mirror Music Group, who also happen to manage Gang of Youths. Yeah. And I think like it's probably the most convenient one. But like, I can definitely see some similarities. I guess we've we've thought of it more in the sense of like, like I guess the emotion and like the way the things are sung and like this, the strength in voices and stuff like that, rather than sonically sounding like yeah. Gang of Youth. So I think that's the way we kind of see it more than like, we've just gone and done Magnolia a few times. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Definitely. And I, I've definitely, like we've heard a few catfish in the bottom and um, references as well. We'd probably be like, no, we're, we're more niche bands than that. Like, you know, the national comes in there, all that sort of stuff. But like, yeah. I think we are a pretty poppy band at the end of the day, even if we try to hide away from that. Well, I mean, it's in no way a insult because those bands obviously crush it. And I think you're right, Connor. For me, when I was listening to you guys, it was that emotionally driven lyricism and, and the way the guitars sort of um, work around the song, which which leads me into sort of my next topic of discussion, which is your, well, both of you, your, your self-proclaimed Guitar Boys title, and it's very prominent within the music. And for you guys, and it, I guess it might sound like a cliche question, but I'm interested nonetheless, who were those artists initially that really sort of opened your eyes to guitar and the way the instrument can really both carry emotion and enhance the overall experience of a track? I think for me... Um because I think a lot of this, the songwriting does definitely start on guitar. Like that's what it, it kind of, I don't, it's off, It's not often that I start a song without a guitar in my hand at the end of the day. Um, and I think that's probably testament to the whole guitar boys thing. So I think, but for me, I think influences wise, like my dad, like when I was growing up, used to just play like U2 throughout the house because my parents are both Irish. I, I think it's like a, like a legal thing. You have to like U2 if you are Irish. So that's kind of, yeah, my dad like played that. Yeah, citizenship requirements. So my dad just played that throughout, like, yeah, the whole time I was kind of growing up. And then Arctic Monkeys, like all those bands. My dad's been a big sort of fan of those guitar music. And then it's kind of funny for me because the first time I started playing electric guitar, 
I'm going to just admit this on the first podcast because why not? I, um, I started playing electric guitar because I was really into the Jonas Brothers when I was in like year six. And I was like, they play guitar. That looks cool. I want to do that. And then it kind of all went from there. So I've got the Jonas Brothers to thank for wanting to play guitar. And I wear it on my sleeve, like at the end of the day, like you can't, you can't there's no shame in it. Yeah, you, can't, you can't stay away from those like, yeah so i mean yeah, yeah kevin shredded we won't beat around the bush kevin shreds yeah they've got they've got some great tunes under their belt i tried to convince the boys the other week and send them i'm like i listened to this when i was younger it's like really good i reckon you like it now <laughs> yeah, and everyone was like it was kind of like a no <laughs> i think you had to be there i was like yeah. if you don't listen to the lyrics you can find some good in there but if you listen to the lyrics it's very like yeah it's very poppy oh, i miss her she's I mean, that was the basis of all pop punk that uh, comes out today. So they've done themselves justice, I think. But... Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so could this now be a conversation with Mirror Records that you go, look, next Sunday estate release, we want to be a compulsory release in all Apple Music just like my, my nation's band, U2, and we want to play Jonas Brothers covers. Yeah. Yeah, we, we put something they did, they it's forced like a, it on everyone's iTunes. Yeah, yeah, that's, we'll yeah, yeah, that. that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should do that. I think, <laughs> I think it's a, like a really quick way to get hated by everyone. So, yeah, I mean, mm. I think that's fame in itself. Like, that's success, yeah. right? Like, if, if people don't like you and they're talking about you. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> think, it, I don't think it hurt you two's career. <laughs> no, I don't think it did, yeah. They still have lots think, of money. Yeah, I don't think it <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Except if you force feed someone an album. But, we, well, you know, Bono can keep his mantle. We'll, we'll leave it to it, but... Um, this one's fine. <laughs> but of course it'd be rude of me not to bring up pray for rain the brand new single that we were chatting about a little bit earlier um and it sounds a lot more polished a lot cleaner um and sort of a a nice transition from the sound we heard on i guess you could call it your your debut ep um yeah. i guess can you chat to our listeners a little bit about the track itself and where you wanted to take it um through the writing process yeah um I guess I'll take this one again because um, I guess it started off, I wrote it like probably late 2019 um, around the time that like the whole um, like climate change March protests were all having like happening. Sorry. And it was kind of like the first time I'd sat down, like for my whole life, I've never been like, Oh, I've been always been of the mindset like, Oh, if I die, like that's normal. Like, it is what it is. My, if you know, my time is up, my time is up. But I think there was like this feeling that actually death might be sooner for us all than we think it is. Like it might not be, we might not get to 2050. We might not get to 2040, who knows? And it was kind of that feeling of like, well, if that's going to happen, I want to like live my life the best way I possibly can. I think that's kind of reflected in it. There's like these two kind of sides to it. These two kind of voices talking, which is like, you know, I don't want to die. But also, who cares? Like, let's just live our life the way we can sort of thing. Um, so I think it was, yeah, just trying to find a balance between that anxiety and stuff. And then, like, when we got it together as a band, I think it was, like, one of those first songs for us that, like, as soon as we played it in rehearsal, like, oh, yeah, everything just, just like, clicked. Oh, this like, is, we, this like, kicked, special. yeah, we were kicking stuff around the room, like, throwing mic stands. It just felt, like, really, like, right and, like, big. And I was like, 
it was so stupid because we're like we wouldn't do that on the stage you're way too awkward to be like oh I'm <laughs> but um it was just one of those moments where we all like let out and it just felt so perfect and then we got into the studio with ryan brennan of fantastic furnitures um fantastic furniture sorry and he's worked for like julia jacqueline and a lot of great like kind of wa bands we got him over from western australia and he came and worked with us he worked with us on our early stuff as well um but we kind of just hunkered down in a studio in south sydney and just yeah like got all these tracks down and like recorded pray for rain and it just felt so right from the beginning and then once we got with mira we kind of decided to get it kind of remixed um because we like we felt like there was like ryan did such a great job on it but it was kind of yearning to hear someone else's kind of take on it as well um so we got oscar dawson from holy holy in on it and he just like made it this like pop masterpiece in many ways and like absolutely killed it on the on the product like the additional production and um like mixing it i just it just took it from like here I'm, I'm, I, this is a listening medium i'm trying to like <laughs> hands. Yeah. um it took it from quite low to like you know a mid-range good sort of song to like just a really really like anthemic kind of thing and that like i think really made the song what it is today for sure yeah oscar's fantastic at making stuff pop yeah and we've worked with him on a couple of tracks that aren't out yet yeah, we've got him. Yeah, so yeah, he's definitely got a, a good sort of hand in the in the pie now. That's like definitely making it taste a lot better. Oh, I was taken aback by that reference. I like that a lot. But yeah. I guess uh, <laughs> for those people, I mean, including us, we chat on the show a lot about production and the way that a good producer can take a bedroom recording from zero to hundred. So, mm. was it pure with Oscar? Was it purely just you know his production techniques and and sort of even just the way he produced made it pop or was he giving you tips on how to improve your songwriting or your structuring I think, um, well like ryan is fucking amazing and wait can i swear is that yeah uh, absolutely I wasn't sure, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah ryan's fucking amazing yeah he's really um good. yeah he, he's really good at getting um, performances out of us and i think it was just so lovely working in the studio with him and he's really good at like that kind of like raw straight like like yeah. sort of like no bullshit mixed stuff but um yeah i think he's, yeah. he's very good at like organic sounds yeah, like yeah getting yeah. the best possible sounds out yeah. of things on the day and in the room and i think um, he had such a good bass like, yeah it was such a cool track and like yeah. it is weird listening to like the, the first mixes yeah they, they, they definitely are a lot more subdued the first mixes in comparison and like that's just because i think where like ryan's strengths kind of lie yeah. is getting those like really good sounds and that's also what we, out wanted. Of that's what we wanted at the time as well we were like like super straight like don't, yeah. don't do anything to it make yeah. it sound live yeah and then Oscar kind of came in like, like he didn't really have any input on the songwriting per se he just kind of came in and like I guess made everything sound more polished in a sense that like it was more kind of of that radio-esque kind of vibe like that major label kind of sounding you know indie pop sort of thing which I think like was really really helpful for us and he added some like great little parts that we wouldn't have kind of thought of like in the second verse there's this like kind of bouncy sort of riff that comes in on the synth and it just like that wasn't there before and it just took the the second verse in like a completely different direction but like i guess kind of created that variation that the song needed so yeah he just kind of had like he just has the right ideas of where like the song needs to go or how to kind of finish the song and that's what we definitely noticed working with him unreal well it all sort of your for for fans and those that are going to be at wayward in sydney next thursday or yesterday they'll hear the the uh the new the new sound the new polished sound and 
you know, it being a podcast in a, an audio medium, it's always hard to sell a show that's in the future when it's going to be yesterday when everyone hears this. But, I mean, first of all, what a show. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it, being in the sold-out crowd. I mean... It was honestly so good, like, yeah. I can't believe that one guy. Yeah, that thing? Oh, dude, that was nuts. Yeah, I can't believe it. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom smashed his guitar on the cymbals. and like, oh, man. But... Because his cymbals are now broken. It's actually... It's not a lot of damage, I think, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Show's a bit weird. Yeah. It got weird, weird, real, real, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I mean, first of all, are we sitting or standing? Well, um, that being that's a good point because I believe two days before our show, good old Gladys is going to get up on a podium somewhere in Sydney and, and say like you can have standing yeah, in pubs, stand but we don't know if it's it's like very elusive. It's like you can have. Drinking in pubs and like, but it didn't say anything about dancing. So I have a feeling that it'll be like you can stand in pubs and drink, but you can't stand at a show. There has to be seating. So it'll be Mm. interesting. But I mean, either way, seating, seating or standing. I think seating is kind of cool because it takes away the obligation for people to stand and like get involved. And I know some people don't like to do that at gigs. So it's like, I like. I mean, we're looking forward definitely to when we can have a standing show again. But I think the seating vibe is kind of nice. It's like a little bit more subdued. But then. We played like a seating show last year, and the crowds were like really, really, really nice. And yeah, yeah. Actually, super enthusiastic. So it kind of goes yeah. goes both ways. I think I guess, yeah. Seating shows are awesome for the crowd, but they're terrible. Like, they're horrible for the band playing. It depends in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like like if if COVID wasn't a thing, we were at a normal show. If someone was sitting down, we were doing a terrible job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, but like I, I know so many of my friends um love the fact that they. Yeah, they don't have to do anything. Yeah, it's kind of awkward yeah. when you're at a show and like no one wants to stand and they're like kind mm. of standing a little bit further back. If it's yeah, not like yeah, a big yeah. room. It's like if it's a big room and stuff like that. So yeah, now they don't have to. Yeah, they don't have to. They just, just kind of suck to their seats. So. Yeah. Do you have to adjust your stage show a bit? Like, does it? Because in my mind, I mean, this is someone that stopped playing guitar when you were 16, so don't take my my perspective uh, or anything. But does it change sort of? your stage presence and your energy like knowing that people are just sitting down eating dinner and no, I, think, like, I think we still like regardless of what the audience is doing we still want to do the absolute best that we can yeah we want to make it seem as normal as possible yeah yeah and like just because the audience is sitting like some of them don't want to be sitting so you want to deliver the show that they want to see just, yeah like just because they're not legally allowed to stand up and have a drink and yell yeah. and throw stuff at us but yeah um i still think like we wanted to bring it but we still want to bring like the most energy possible. Yeah, I don't think the songs really allow for like a like a subdued kind of vibe either. I think, and that's something we've been like working on, like trying to just make sure that we look normal on stage when we're playing our instruments. Because I think, like, when we get in the rehearsal room, it's like you know, it's so behind closed doors that like it's just the five of us being normal with each other. So I think we have a tendency to like take it to a level that it probably wouldn't be acceptable. But then like as soon as we get into like an actual like on a stage it's like with a total opposite so we're kind of trying to find like a balance in between yeah. being like awkward on stage or like nervous and then like being you know the right level of rowdy or like the right level of kind of you know turned up for it yeah i think yeah, yeah. It's, it's always hard to find the balance but i think a good crowd will always give you like the response you need whether or not they're like sitting down or standing up i don't think that they're like mutually exclusive i think People can have a really good time and we can feel the love from a crowd if they're sitting down or yeah. standing up. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, 
Clearly, and I mean, for you guys as well, playing, was it both, so the early show sold out and the later show, is that correct? Both sold yeah, out? Yeah. I mean, yeah, this year. that's got to be a massive sort of tick for the, you know, you know, thinking about the, the future heading in the right direction. I mean, just off a single two shot, sold out shows, I mean, that's got to be unreal. Yeah, it's a pretty... It's a pretty great feeling. I mean, I don't think we've sold anything out before. No, no. we haven't. And um, it's definitely like the most tickets we've sold. It's not like even, oh, you know, COVID's reduced the amount of people that can come. So like it's sold out, but it's definitely like yeah. the most amount of tickets we've sold for a show. So I think that in itself, like we're really happy about. And I think hopefully, like, I think we just kind of see a steady, like, I mean, I don't know if it's all of our friends coming. Like I don't have 120 friends. Uh, you know, I have like, like three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I mean, and for us as well, like the fact that it's sold out a week before as well is like a good feeling because like probably could have sold more tickets if there was more available, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Yeah, it's just awesome to think that like people want to see us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, it's hopefully because of Pray for Rain, like I don't know. Hopefully, like, yeah, it'd be nice to see if there's people there that are like just completely have come off the back of Pray for Rain because I don't think we've been able to gauge like people listening to our music in that sort of sense for a really long time. So it'll be really interesting to see who kind of turns up and like yeah. who that yeah who is there because i think it'll be friends and we haven't played in a while so then they want to come down but i do hope that we get some people down there that are keen to just see us for the live act that we are i guess yeah, yeah it's super exciting to see your friends at, at like your show and it's like it's so lovely but it, it will be really exciting to see randoms mm-hmm. as well like kind of people yeah. have no idea who they are just rocking up because they like us yeah definitely if people absolutely well, it, it sort of, before we round out, it does lead me to my next question. So after the show and, you know, the new singles, what what's the sort of the rest of the 2021 hold? You said that you've recorded a couple of other songs with Oscar. So for those that might head to Wayward and be really stoked on the Pray For Rain sound, what can they sort of get excited about for the rest of the year? Um, there's definitely more music coming. I don't know how much we can say about it. Like there'll definitely be some sort of longer form, I guess, of release probably at some stage this year. Um, and then, yeah, I think we'll just be trying to do as many shows away yeah. from like Sydney as well as possible that we can. Cause I think we haven't really had a chance to get to other cities or like, even if it's just like, we haven't, we, the furthest we've played out of Sydney is the Northern beaches, which is still in Sydney. Yeah, so it's, um, it's just a long drive from where we live. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're really excited to get like down to Wollongong, yeah. and Newcastle. And then hopefully like maybe in the year, maybe like yeah. Yeah, Melbourne, Brisbane, um, a few of the other notable be, cities on the way, Byron awesome, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it just depends how everything goes COVID wise. We just got to wait and see, but I definitely think that this year is kind of going to be, a good year for us hopefully if people like the you know the next things yeah, that come out yeah. so yeah i think it'll be good hell yeah well if you ever do come up to brisbane way myself and max who unfortunately can't be here we'll, we'll definitely be out there rocking our absolute socks off having a bevy and and you know throwing down on the sunday estate dance floor but in yeah. the meantime connor and tom it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and i mean your first podcast you you've done it incredibly well so you should be proud of yourself yeah go off tell the rest of the band no that's okay (laughs) beautiful well guys thank you very much for any of you for everyone sorry that may be listening definitely go suss out pray for rain by sunday state it's an absolute banger by the time everyone hears this they won't have or you would have already played wayward but uh keep your eyes peeled and then i'm sure we'll play again exactly on the horizon i'm sure 
yeah. what will be will be and otherwise we can't say anything else otherwise mirror records will get everyone in trouble so <laughs> yeah, exactly